here to take the motherfucking game. Get on. So what up though, everybody? It is that beach. It's your girl Kat, aka Red. We are joined today with a special guest, April. Hello, hello. And of course we have the good guy Juan. I can't ever introduce him, okay? Because okay. every week his personality is like different. Here we go. He was Juan Samuels. That was like two <laughs> weeks ago. Wonder what that means. Right. The chain doesn't give it away at all. No, Samuel, doesn't give it away at all. One, two. Samuels, that's my um, my godfather. Can you turn me up a little bit? Okay. Hold on. You want me? I need to get Jason in here. Okay. So, yeah, he was Juan Samuels like two weeks ago. What were you before? The dance guy? I was the dance guru. I was dancing. You know what I'm saying? I was doing my um, TikToks, TikToks, getting my dance on. I was in that mood. Um, Before that, I was um, was Philidor. Well, I'm just a good guy now. I'm going to stick with the good guy. You're just going to stick with the good guy now. Okay. I appreciate that because, you know, I'm older. I have a hard time keeping up with these things. One, yeah, there we go. You good now? Okay, so he need he need the little. You uh, know, I got bad ears. I'm sorry. I, I don't think the podcast recognized you as the good guy yet. So he had to, everything had to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they they know what it is. They know what it is now. <laughs> so before we get into the topics or whatever, oh, what you got there? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, you didn't bring that little bottle on my way. Got this little bit, little baby bottle I, I seen in the store. I said this will make everybody laugh right here. Okay. <laughs> I'm celebrating the little things in life. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> now, if you did a close-up on that, it would look like, you know, and you could, like, do some real good fronting <laughs> if you wanted to do some good fronting. Touche. You could do that. So, I just want to tell a little story about me meeting April. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm, I met April on social media again. I always like to kind of reiterate that to people how... Um, social media is not just for fuckery and, you know, talking shit. It's also for networking, you know, making good connections. So I'm connected with Juan off social media. I've connected with April off social media. So these are like some of the positives of social media because we always kind of put emphasis on the negatives. Yeah. Right. But this is examples of the positives. But anyways, met April on social media. You know, we was immediately cool. I don't know how we became friends, like through who. Yeah. You know? I, d- I don't remember either. I don't remember either. But I know like we we kind of chatted a little bit and then she had a podcast with mm-hmm. um her friend okay. and um I was talking about wanting to do a podcast and she was like well come on mine so I'm like all right cool so they invited me to their podcast which was yep. called the daily bread okay and I came up to the studio whatever and I never met these you know young ladies in person and so you know you don't know what to expect from people you meet on social media like right. what kind of personality they gonna have like nothing And so, you know, I meet her, her friend Tiff, you know, they cool. We have a good time. You know, I was like pretty timid. And then we leaving and I'm just seeing like Mercedes and (laughs) Maseratis and shit. I'm like, okay, okay. Okay, how can I get to the yams? You know what I'm saying? So that sparked your attention. Yeah, I'm like, okay, what what are these girls doing? But I'm not the type of person that's like nosy at all or really try to pry. Right. But I'll be like listening in. So then, um, they asked me to come back, and then they, like, asked me to be a part of the show. Yeah. So we, we had a podcast. Yeah. It was called Daily Bread. At okay. Streets Radio. Yeah. It was, it was, what's up? It was pretty dope. It yeah. was definitely dope. And then our third member ended up moving to Atlanta. <laughs> uh, she's doing her thing out there, though. She's doing amazingly well, mm-hmm. as she was here. But, um, so, yeah, that's the story. That's of the story. April. And so, yep. 
there would be like bits and pieces of her like kind of telling the story about her life and, you know, maybe things that you've gone through or, and, you know, things that you actually do. Because I didn't even know like what she actually did. I'd be like <laughs> trying to figure out, though, like, what, what are they it's so a Maserati? She's like 35 years old. Like, uh, what am I missing here? You know what I'm so saying? So you're trying to solve the case, huh? <laughs> I'm trying to solve the case. It's so funny because a lot of people don't know exactly what I do. Yeah. I talk about it from time to time, but right. I'm not like over publicized. Yeah. So, um... I went to this event the other day with the run club mm -hmm. and they were like, you sell drugs, don't you? Just tell the truth. They was like, just let me hold a bag. I like Tommy. So, so why do I always got to be drugs? I am, right. You, like, right. She be fly as hell. No, don't nobody know how she do it. I'm definitely Tommy. You definitely Tommy. That's going to be your new nickname. You ain't got no job, man. Uh oh, we One the bottle. We popped the bottle. Right. He, oh, I cannot believe you in this little bottle. Of my let me let me get some of that. Hey, you ain't been drinking with me the last um, few weeks. so I haven't been drinking. Uh, and yeah. I'm intermittent fasting. So, so, so I'm trying to be more responsible. And drinking calories after 6 oh, o'clock so p.m. So I'm trying to be more responsible to support you. Oh, And plus, I got tore up all weekend. So I'm, yeah. I'm chilling. <laughs> That's what real friendship is about. I didn't see you at um, the the spot. I'd be trying not to drop the name. I feel But uh, I didn't see you at the spot on Saturday. You know what? I don't even remember what happened. Oh, you know what? It was one of my um, buddy's birthday. Shout out to Jermaine. He turned a big 4-0. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So he had a, um, a, a gathering downtown. So okay. It was like a day party thing. So uh -huh. I got kind of blowed early. So it was a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I'm like, oh. See, I'm looking in the little corners where you usually be. I'm like, oh, you ain't gonna come down here. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on down there. <laughs> so, anyways, April, we got this this thing we do like okay. that, to ask all of our guests. I'll let okay. Juan ask you the question. Juan, do you know the question? The question is zodiac signs. Um, murder. Fuck. Fuck, love, or kill. Murder or block. Oh, block. Wait a minute. Oh. Kill. So you know how people would say fuck, murder, uh, fuck, marry, or kill. Oh, yeah. Fuck, marry, or kill. But okay. we do fuck, marry, or block. Because I don't like kill. I'm a peaceful person. Okay. So you would have to pick three different zodiac signs for each one. One you fuck, one you marry, one you block for okay. life. And it can't be the same one. Three I'm, different ones. I'm blocking a cancer. Ooh, I knew she was going to say cancer. <laughs> Cancers are blocked. <laughs> Okay. I'm marrying the Virgo. Right. And I'm sleeping with all the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Which, what, what's your um Zodiac sign? I'm an Aries. Oh, you're Aries? Okay. Yep. okay. April 12th. Is she okay. that Aries? That super Aries? Oh, yeah. She always say, like, I'm an Aries true and through. She is definitely Aries yeah. through and through, but she's a good Aries. She's oh. an evolved Aries. We get she, such a bad rap. Uh, oh, no, my God. That's Aries, Aries is my block. And it's so hard because it's like I have the Aries that I really love and appreciate, but the ones that I don't are like. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I had a lot of experience with different Aries, Aries women. So, yeah. Yeah. They have um very driven, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They take care of a lot of business and. But then they just have that other side, you know what I mean? That temper, you know. Yeah. yeah. When you're younger and, and you haven't tapped into a lot of, you know, yourself, right. that temper, you go from zero to 60 quick. That's that's true. Quick. Always want to bump heads. Yeah. And, and then and then, uh -oh. then, then they want to come to the bedroom and be like, no, let's, let's, let's do it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's like... No, I'm pissed. Like, well, no, fuck that. What the <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. What, what happened? Why Why are you like this? Like, oh, We go from zero to 60 and back down to zero real Man, quick. Man, Aries and, and uh, Leo, that's like, 
that's either going to work really, really well or just like be awful. Facts. What right. about you? I'm a Leo. Okay. We are so both two Leos. Leos. Yes. Yeah, I was with, with an Aries woman for about about five years. Ooh. Yeah. She's trying lot. to control your life. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can, <laughs> shit. I mean, it wasn't that she was trying to control my life. It was just um, Aries. They get they get bored. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They get yes, bored they quick. Do. You know they, they need a, they need a lot of adventure. And once you True. you you come out the gate too fast and expose too much, what else is it to do? That's you know true. I mean? That is so. Yes. True about so, y'all. Yeah. So what? I mean, not everything is. This shit is normal now. So now it's like, um, well, it's time for me to move on and and, and find another dude or something. That's going. Here and here comes the bad rap. <laughs> find another dude. Take off in the middle of the night. Don't even tell you they leaving. Dang. Just just up and go. Boom. Mm. You know. So I had this question that occurred to me, and I wanted to ask you guys because people like were really like, yeah, I've experienced that before. But have you guys ever stopped talking to somebody because you like them too much? No, I think that's a female thing. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, think about that. <laughs> no, never. No. Nope. Women tell me have told me that over the years all the time. They just if if. If I wasn't doing exactly what they wanted me to, wanted me to do, but ah. they still be like, "Well, you know, you just—it's just too much. It's too much for me, you know." Mm -hmm. and, and they just want to get dogged out a little bit yeah. by somebody or something. I, I don't know, man. It shit really don't make no sense. But I heard that like it just—it makes people feel too vulnerable, right? Ah. Right. They don't okay, like—they yeah. don't like feeling vulnerable. They don't. Then and then the fears of rejection and getting hurt. Yeah. So they try to put up that wall and block themselves. Right. So they basically feel like. Um, they're more interested than you are, and so they pull back because of that. Is that what it is? I think it's just a, maybe a lack of um, a lack of self. I don't know self esteem or mm -hmm. insecurity. Maybe it's an insecurity. Mm -hmm. I think it's in. I think it's more so in their own mind. Right. Mm -hmm. right. It has nothing to do with you. It's whatever they concoct in their mind. Right. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever stopped talking to somebody because I like them too much. Oh yeah, they cut because me off all the time. If I like somebody a lot, I'd be want to talk to them a lot. I was I, I was waiting I for you to say that. I Am I coming like, in good, y'all? Yeah. Okay. I don't be liking nobody. <laughs> so right. the rare moment that I actually do like somebody, I'd be like, man, this is great. And then they tell this well, feels good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then you get those ones who who say you too um they like you too much and then they they try to make you feel bad for actually liking them. You know what I mean? What you mean? I mean, you know, like just like like she said, I, it takes me. It takes a lot for me to get into somebody too. So, mm -hmm. you know, once I think everything is going great, you know, I'm 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 all the way in. So right. I, I like seeing that person and talking to them. And yeah, yeah, and I see what you mean. They kind of shame you for for liking them and put on a tough act. It's just, yeah, it's they too, they want to play games. Play, playing games, it's yeah. just too much bullshit. Sometimes. I feel like I have a a problem. With people like conveying that I care. People always like, you don't care. They say that to me like constantly. People are like, you don't care. You don't <laughs> care. My uh, coworker at my, you know, nine to five will be like, you don't even have a conscience. You don't, don't nothing ever bother you. I'd be like, <laughs> really? really? Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, and even like some guys I talked to, remember I told you the story about the guy I was going out with and right. like he, was like, you didn't even seem that into me. And you didn't want to talk on the phone. I'm like, bro, like I talked to you on the phone like six times. <laughs> That's because they want more. This fool, I mean, you've known me for 
longer and I've talked to you how many times on the phone? Well, probably once or twice. <laughs> That's just not what I do. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. So it's like you can't really use that to gauge my like. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked on the phone. Ever. Yeah, not once. Right. We just text. Yeah. I think we've have, never talked on the phone. You just have a nonchalant kind of personality when, you know what I'm saying? When you're um when you're not engaging in certain things like mm-hmm. when you're in the podcast you you just up and you know up and going when I see yeah. you at the bar you when you engaging with people yeah but you know when you just in your own space you, you know just kind of chill and nonchalant so yeah it kind of it might throw people off a little bit I think with with work and and people and the type of work I do I have learned to definitely kind of compartmentalize you know what I'm saying when people are doing the most or right. acting crazy or just being difficult. Like I never get really shaken by it. So people will come and get me like, oh, this patient is giving me a hard time. Like, can you deal oh, with this I patient? See. And I'll just deal with them. Yeah. And it don't be like nothing for me. Or I'll deal with somebody who was difficult and people will see it and they'll be like, I don't know how you did it. Yeah. And then my other coworkers, yeah, she don't care. She don't have a conscience. She don't have nothing. <laughs> don't bother her. I'll be like, <laughs> right. things bother me all Right, the all the time. I just stay to myself about a lot of stuff too. Right. But I don't like it when guys say it because I'm like, I don't know what to do. What do I do to make him think I like him? Do you verbalize it? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm no rocket scientist, but you got to say something now. That could be a start. <laughs> what should I say? Just express yourself. Like what? Just, just if just stroke his ego a little bit. How? No, I mean, just find something he likes, or if you see something he's into, or if, if he's good at something, just kind of. What, what we have a problem with um, with women nowadays is even the women that um, we be in relationships with. Mm-hmm. They, they they hate to cheerlead for us, even mm. though we we. Yeah, so- I don't have a problem with that. Okay, yeah. but I think it's more in the beginning, like developmental stage, just for me, okay. like getting a guy to see that I'm into him. That's why I do like cancer men because the they're for over- some reason they can see through it. Yeah, you have to be in- yeah. intuitive to understand. They are, you. yeah. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, I've never felt that way about you, but I'm also a very intuitive person, right. right? So I'm taking myself and you know out of being subjective and looking at it objectively, and I mm-hmm. guess I can see how people would think that. Yeah. And so, cancer men are overly emotional, so they probably yes. balance you out, so they can like pull it out of me. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, I used to date a guy, and he'd be like. You know, you don't really say nothing or really tell me that you like me, but you give me your time so I know you like me. See. And I'd be like, oh, man, I appreciate that so much because, like, I don't really know what to say. Yeah, you might you might just have to just grab them and say, look, look, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm only going to say this one <laughs> I'm gonna time. I'm going to say it one time. <laughs> and just grab them let them know. Like, then he'd be like, she's so aggressive. Well. She was aggressive. I don't know. A lot of them men, a lot of them men like that. So it uh, might be that might be a good thing for you. You know what I mean? They, well, they want they want to they want to fight back fight with you you know what I mean if Be- I try it I'll let y'all know <laughs> <Tuesday>. <laughs> so April as far as like your family situation where do you sit in like this game are you like the oldest only do you have siblings I have a brother he's okay. older than me okay and then I have a bonus sister okay we've what? been friends she she's never not been my friend basically okay got you so you guys grew up together yeah okay and so you're the baby. Or like yeah, a second I born. I am. Okay. I would have not guessed that. I would have given you like firstborn energy, like period. Really? Yes. But I think I have, I probably met you at a different stage in your life. Was there ever a stage in your life where you were more of a people pleaser? Never. Okay. Because second borns, they usually say, because I'm a second born. 
Um, so they usually say that we're more people pleasers. Well, I don't know if this counts, but my brother and I, we didn't grow up in the same household. Okay. So he's, uh, only he's got about, he's got about 17 years on me. Oh, okay. so you kind of like a only in a sense. Like yeah. As far as like. Yeah. Okay. I grew up by myself. So. Got you. I don't know if that plays the part. Got you. Wait, why, where do you sit? Um, on my father's side, I'm the baby. Mm-hmm. On my uh, mother's side, I'm the oldest. Ah. So you got a balance. So, yeah, I got a balance. Um, so you got to play two I'll, roles. You know, I call shots and then, you know. And, take the orders. Yeah, you know, no, I don't take no orders. Okay, my bad. But, but uh, actually, you know. As a kid, though? No, not even that. Say, okay, my shit. bad. <laughs> no, but um, I kind of, uh, with, with my father, it's like he always uh, f- uh favored me mm-hmm. anyway you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's out I, I don't know if it's because i looked the most like him yeah so it was almost i guess like um a carbon copy of him mm-hmm. or, okay. and maybe that's what was going on in his mind but he always treated me better and i hope my brothers and sisters watching this because <laughs> he always treated me brother better <laughs> That was that was the stare into the camera. I but saw yeah. that. I, I got scared. Because yeah. I'm t- I'm tired of them too. But oh. um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm on both ends of the spectrum. You're right. on both ends. So you're oldest and youngest. I'm middle and second. Right. Okay. So my dad has four. So me and my brother are in the middle of the four. And okay. then with my mom, she just has us two, and I'm the youngest. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, that just always interests me because, you know, it's definitely personality types attached to, like, where you sit in that in that role. So, anyways, April, what do you do? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> right? Just go, just go cut through the chase. <laughs> Shit. So, a funny story uh, okay. before I talk about that. All right. Kathy and I were DMing, and she was like, April, you, you got to tell your story. I'm like, I'm private. Yes. <laughs> I'm super private. Right. She's like, it doesn't matter. Like, people will get inspired, and she knows how to get me. Because mm-hmm. I'm all about, like, advancement of whoever I come in contact with. Right. So when she said that, I'm like, okay, because a lot of people, other people have asked me to, you know, talk about my story mm-hmm. and my life. And um, I just, I don't know. I'm one of the people, I don't like talking about myself. Okay. Me too. Yeah. I I'm like that. With that. Yeah. And I always will bounce it back on another person. Yeah. Too. And people who... Notice it will call me out like you will ask everybody else about themselves and you won't even answer the question. Mm-hmm. Like it, or if I try to get something out of you, you will just take it right back to me. I'm, I'm paying like, attention I, I, I am a professional at that. Yeah. I'm paying attention now. Okay. <laughs> so um, I have a car dealership. Yeah. And okay. I uh, I'm an investment. Mm-hmm. investments and uh you know just heavy on the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. i do um startup investments and things of that nature okay okay yep yep so you help um um look for different people coming out with, like different products or different ideas yep yep and i help try to you know invest and turn those things into a reality and i've got some a couple of people i've invested in and it's doing really well so. okay that's dope yeah i feel yeah. like that would just be so proud you know to to do something like that for somebody. It feels good. Heck. And the goal is to grow it and grow it. And eventually, yeah. you know, my goal would be to become a venture capitalist. So oh, just right. grow further and further and further. Okay. What, what exactly is um a venture capitalist? Just what I do on a bigger scale. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah. Just what I do on a, big, a bigger Nas scale. Nas so, is a venture capitalist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Recently. Yes. yes. He I'm, learned. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually getting into that side of things now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Okay. Yeah. 
Very good. So, very, very. So you kind of um similar to the um, like the the Shark Tank situation. Precisely. Okay. Yep. So I could present you with an idea, and then we could like go from there. Yeah. So I'm just trying to. Figure <laughs> I have ideas. facts, business plans, and yeah. Yeah, come with a, a finished product sit on the table. Business uh-huh. plan mm-hmm. and a product. You have a product sit it on the table. Boom. Yep. You know. And you might crazy. get an investor. Yeah. I have. Literally like two fully written out business plans in my phone right now. Really? Yes. Well, and then I have a team of people mm-hmm. and we, we're always looking, you know, for good ideas. And more than anything, you also have to bet on the person. Yeah. You have to bet on the person because people have good ideas all day, but are you right. the type of person that can execute them, scale it properly and things of that nature mm-hmm. right. and vice versa? You can be a person that's doesn't have the business part all the way to acumen down, but you shine mm-hmm. and you like people buy you first before they buy your product. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I'm a bet on you. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. I so. mean, yeah, that's dope. I mean, that's like um, a lot of lot of different situations. Like a person, like you said, might not even have the best product, but you know, they have that charisma to be able to push it and get it out, mm-hmm. whatever they're selling, get it, get it out there. That's such a, um, a gift. It that is. A lot of people right. don't really take into account is just that likability. Yes. You know, when people just like you. Yeah. You don't even have to work hard if people like you, you honestly. Don't. I've gone far yeah. and then I'm in sales, so mm-hmm. I have to be liked. Right. You have to be, you know what I'm saying? Right. People have to draw to you and it's a gift for people to draw to you. Mm-hmm. You have that gift. I feel like people draw to me, but I push them away. I'd be like, I was going to say, you yeah. have that gift. People do draw to you. <laughs> you. You push away, you get shy. And then you say, I mean, look, oh, she I got do. me. Look, you got me here on the <laughs> right. <laughs> you got me here on the interview. Yeah, got, got, got her in here on the interview. Right. Just, so, just uh, that energy. Yeah. The universe bringing people together. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. being able to have a, a person in a room with you to share an idea mm-hmm. or share something about themselves that um puts you and lets you know that you can achieve the same things or uh, same things that that person achieved or or it might be something that someone can offer you. But just having that in the same room as you, that's that's big. Yeah. Because a lot of people can't even get that close to be able to have a conversation or even get the information that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So let's back to you. Okay. Come on. You will probably be bouncing each other a little bit. Okay. So that's okay. But um. So how did you become a car dealership owner? How did that? How did that become your path? Because there's, I know a lot of people who have businesses, but mm-hmm. you're the only person I know that has. People say that. Yeah. So um, how, what was the pathway? What even made you go that route? So it's kind of a long story. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've always had like an entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. but I've always also been like a type of person where I felt like, you know what, I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to make a good salary mm-hmm. and then I'll do my entrepreneurial thing on the side. Yeah. So I worked at the post office mm-hmm. um, and I worked at the post office for 13 years. Whoa. Okay. okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, when did you start? How old were you? Uh, fresh. 19. Okay. I was 19. Wow. I was in college uh-huh. and uh, I was, I was. Uh, on the dean's list but and this kind of ties into everything so I was on the dean's list but I couldn't afford to pay the tuition I went to a private university Mm -hmm. and the tuition was sky sky high and my family couldn't afford it so Mm -hmm. they let me stay there 
because my grades were so good. I was mm-hmm. averaging like a three seven. Okay. So they were they made me switch my major because you know at private colleges you get donors, mm-hmm. and so they're like, okay, well the the donors are giving more money to advertising. Okay. So I switched my major and I went to an all white college. Ooh, okay. And they the white kids were getting the scholarships first. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So it's discouraging. So yeah. I got home and I'm like, all right, next summer I'm gonna live off campus. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. me an apartment. So I'm gonna get me a summer job. I'm gonna work and then I'm gonna go back to school. I'm doing international business. I had my whole plan. Got a job, summer job at the post office. Who who does that? Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Got a summer job making fifty thousand a year. I'm only Whoa. I'm a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I'm like, shit. I make uh, what people go to college to make. Absolutely. So I left, which I would never advise anybody to do. If that if you're on that path of right. college, I don't suggest choosing labor work mm-hmm. over education. That's just my that's my personal thing. I feel that. Okay. But um, I left, and you know that's how I got started at the post office. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, I grew up kind of. I grew up not kind. I grew up poor, and so economics. I just always interest me as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? So. My mom would sit, she was an accountant, so she would sit me down and she would put her paycheck on the table and she would say, okay, April, this is my paycheck. And then we would deduct the bills from the paycheck or whatever. So when the paycheck sat there, I'm like, we got a lot of money. And she's like, okay, we're taking it this, this, this. Now listen, I want to pause right there because I think all parents should start doing this. Yeah. That is, that is brilliant. Your mom was definitely onto something with that because kids need that reality check. It was a reality check. For sure. It was. Because... They th- kids think their parents is rich. Yeah. You, you would think it. In a, in a lot of situations, like my daughter, I remember her Christmas list would be like, okay, my name is not Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Right. Like, you don't need to scale this down, boo-boo. Right. But yeah, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. But no, no problem. <laughs> so she would, I would see like, okay, I would say, mom, we making all this money. And then she would deduct and deduct and deduct. And we were in a negative by the time we got done. Whoa. Now... I was looking at this even as a kid, and I was like, you know what? It's not the money that we're making. It's how we're spending it. Yes. So I said, well, when I get me a job or start making money, I'm not going to, you know, spend more than my paycheck. And that's just the concept that I just figured out Mm -hmm. as a kid on my own. So it drew me to kind of learning how to uh, save budget and things of that nature. So I I read books, you know, even in high school. I read books. Um I listen to things. I would soak up game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just all throughout my, all throughout school. And uh, when I started working at the post office, I implemented a lot of the stuff I said. I was like, you know, I'm going to save 50% of my mm-hmm. paycheck. I'm going to live off this. And I just always had always been like that. And so I would um, get like vending. I got like vending machines. I started up a vending machine company. Wow. Then I started a commercial cleaning business. So those are still, well, I sold the vending machine company, but the cleaning business is still going. So that's just okay. stuff I was doing, but I was yeah. still working because I'm like, I, I was too, I was scared, honestly, to mm-hmm. just jump out there, to jump out yeah. there and yeah. be an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. I was doing all those small things. And actually my best friend, Stan, uh, shout out to, to shout out to Stan, my shout business partner and, be, and best mm-hmm. friend. He was like, Always on the tip where he's like, yo, I know you like money, but you shouldn't make it working for other people. And I'm like, that's your thing. Like, I'm, I got my hustles. I'm doing this. Right. And he was like, um, 
I don't want to work for nobody. You know, I'm yeah. just I'm just working long enough to do my own thing. And then he got into selling cars. Mm-hmm. He okay. left his job and started selling cars. And he was like, you'll be good at this. So I'm like, mm-hmm. that's your thing. He was making right. a ton of money. And I'm like, that's your thing. That's good. But I got my stuff going on over here. And he I'm was like, good. Yeah, yeah, I was doing good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And he was like, uh, you should you should really start selling cars. And I'm like, nah, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. So he, within a short amount of time, he acquired his own dealership. Mm-hmm. And he was like, come on, come work for me. Right. Like, mm-hmm. work for me. What's the worst you can do? I'm like, ah, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a, re- I'm a very spiritual person. Okay. And um, so one day I was walking on my route and my foot just gave out on me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nothing happened. I didn't kick anything. My foot just gave out on me and I was ended up in a cast. It was so bad. I couldn't walk on it. Wow. Nothing happened though. Right. And then, then he goes, look. You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Just come up here. You don't like it. You're already on medical leave. Just go back. So I went up to the dealership. Mm-hmm. And I never went back to the post office. Wow. Just like that. Whoa, Just whoa. You got put in that position. I got put in a position, and I feel like the universe ushered me into my yep. purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I started selling cars, and I took off. I became one of the the, the top salesperson in Michigan. Okay. And um, our dealership was number three. Wow. And it was just taken off. And uh, we, you know, you know, you have differences and things mm-hmm. in business is business. And I was a salesperson and it was a black business and it was, you know, shot, shot always was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just time for us to go our separate ways. And um, Stan and I, we acquired a, a dealership that had two locations mm-hmm. and we okay. took over the second location. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we went in there and club made that deal happen and the rest is history and that's been about four years now. Man, shout out to Stan for being the type of friend that kind of stayed at your neck about. He did. It. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a real friend. He did. He could he could see he could see mm-hmm. the potential in you already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you got people around, it's like that that saying if you hang around with four people that's rich, you become the fifth one. Yes. If you hang around four bums, you, you be- become the fifth one, you know. That's true. So uh yeah, that's that's dope. Man. And we kinda got that that relationship where it's like and I was telling him this actually, like it doesn't matter who has the baton first. Mm-hmm. Right. You go in this direction first, I'm gonna you gonna pass it to me. If I go over here first, I'm gonna pass it to you because of the investing in things that we're talking about now. I've jumped into that arena before him, but you damn sure best believe that baton is getting passed right back to him because if right. it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be afforded the opportunities that I have. Mm. You know, I, and I always give him his flowers. I oh, yeah. love that. I love that. And last week when we were here, we were talking about, um, I was saying like how everybody wants to kind of be Neo, but nobody like values Morpheus. Yeah. And yeah. Like, he was like, you're Morpheus in that moment. Like he, he saw what you had in you. He saw that you could be good at this, that you could be great at yep. this. And like, you know, he spoke it to you. He did. And that's, that's what friendship's supposed yeah. to be about. A lot of people... Again, said this last week, a lot of people got friends. They sit and watching them waste talent. And they, as soon as that person dropped dead, they're going to stand over them and say everything they should have said to yeah. that person sitting right there. That's true. Right. Yeah. That's true. I actually had an employee and he was just cold with the camera. Mm-hmm. Like he was so, and he would be sitting and advertising at, at the office in the way he's advertising. I'm like, that looks really nice, but none of our client base cares about that. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? He's okay. making these reels and before reels were even a thing. And yeah. he's doing, you know, he's taking all of these outside and the, and the light. He's like, I got to take a picture of this car and something. I'm like, they don't care about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. 
they just want to see the car and that we have it. But I'm looking, I'm like, and even after I call him in the office and I told him, like, you know, I, I appreciate that you're advertising, you're doing your thing, but you're you're kind of not doing it catered to our client base. Mm -hmm. And he kept doing I'm like, he's coming in here and you're not, you know, shout out to you. He wasn't making much money. Mm -hmm. But right. the reason being is because he's coming in here and he's doing something that he actually cares about. Yeah. Right. So me, I, I fired him. I was like, I'm letting you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because he, he ended up having another opportunity to uh, go to a photography studio, and he was he felt loyal to me because he was working at the plant, and I saw his potential. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I kind of plucked him out mm -hmm. and began to mentor him and help him with his credit and his finances and things like that. And he kind of felt like he owed me, like, to be loyal to me. And I'm like, no, I didn't pull you out to work for me. I pulled you out for you. You know, right, and, right. Any, and anybody that mentors you or any that wants to see the greatness in you they don't want you to be up under them they want you to go further go exactly. further you right. know so at any rate he's doing his thing now and he's re he's really taking off in his photography business so, so and i let i was like you need to i need to push you out of here exactly. because if i don't you're gonna sit here and waste your talent yeah uh great leaders create great leaders oh yeah no yeah. doubt right so you know because people and um you know where we come from a lot of people don't want to see people do better than them. Mm -hmm. So they won't, uh, even if they give you an opportunity, they won't, they don't want you to go nowhere. They, they, they expect you to stay in that position. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that, and that, if you're doing it for that reason, you shouldn't be doing it at all. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. you know, had, if you go uplift somebody, uplift them, you know? That's right. It seems like we have uh, forgotten what legacy really means. Mm. Right. You what know, does legacy really mean hey, for me. It means it to, to create something that surpasses and extends you. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I teach you a skill and you go further with it, and then I was only I was able to help you, right? Mm -hmm. But from helping you, you go help hundreds and thousands. Yeah. That's legacy. I don't. I don't care about you surpassing me. The whole thing is uh, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, imparts us with things so that it can it can spread out right. and reach everybody. It's not. I'm not trying to just keep it with me. Yeah. You know, and then that'll be here way beyond. You know, when we're dead and gone. Right. That'll that'll last and surpass us, and that's true legacy. How can you? You know, how can you advance in, in better society if all you want to do is keep everything to yourself? I don't believe in that. So freaking loopy. This girl hit me up on a DM. She's like, April, can I can I, can I ask you questions about because I, I I rent out luxury cars too. Mm -hmm. So okay. she's like, Can I ask you about, you know, the call? You know, I had I'm like, yeah. when I get some time, call me. I answer all the questions. Why cause why not? Right. 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 You know, if I got the time, I'm not saying I can do it for everybody, but I'll try to make the time to answer whatever I can. Now, now listen. Now, what about this one? Would you share your sneaker plug? Because that's <laughs> the one you can't get from nobody. Don't nobody sneaker want plug. to share their sneaker plug. I share. I share my sneaker, sneaker plug. plug. Yep. <laughs> no, well, sneaker plug. Yeah, that's definitely a big issue because um, we like a lot of information. We do. Uh, you know, especially coming up in um, from poor environments and and. We we just don't have the information. So like a, a kid who grew up in a in a more privileged situation, they may seem like they it, it may be a better or a hustler or a worker or something. But it just they they started off with the information and we didn't, you know, or people like us didn't. We're a lot of first generation in everything that we do. Right for for, for us, it's a lot of us True. the first generation of doing it. So this is my question to you. So when you you know, injure yourself or, you know, you hurt your foot and you were in a cast and then you 
you started to sell cars. How did the people around you respond to you leaving the post office? Because in the black community, <laughs> the post office is like, let me tell you, you everybody trying know. to get up in there. So everybody, yeah, told me how crazy I was. Yeah, I mean, I was making eighty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, they were like, you're crazy. What are you doing? You leaving a good government job, benefits, that pension, all of this stuff. Oh. And and for the first time, when when I left. And I realized, because I'd already been studying economics, I had already been studying, you know, different things. And when I realized that time, like, like time for money is not the way Mm -hmm. because there's only so much time. You know what I mean? If I'm getting paid by the hour. We need to say that again. (laughs) Because that that was so profound. Is that a quote or did you say that? I'm just, you, this is just how I, how now I was beginning. Yeah. When you. Time you, for money. You're trading time for money. Mm-hmm. You're capped because there's only so much time. Damn. Oh yeah. That's dope. <laughs> there's only so much time. <laughs> so once I saw that and I began to not get paid for my time, but for my effort, because your effort is exponential. You you right. can, you, your, 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 your efforts has no cap, but time is always going to be capped. Right. Mm-hmm. So once that I realized, wow, I can get paid for my effort, mm-hmm. that changed my life. Yeah, your value, and, your value. You know, you can be, you can be very valuable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it might not take that much time. Your value might be exactly <laughs> might be an hour of your time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I may cut you off. But no, good. no, no. That's that's oh, yeah. that's good. That's 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 exactly it. And yeah. it's like wow. So Deeper, I feel like you've been here before. <laughs> Everybody tells me that. That's <laughs> she one of them you'd say you've been here before. I, I'm just saying it ain't just something you say. Right. That ain't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was profound. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I know I know they that. I know they gave you a hard time when you left that job, man. They did. Yeah. They gave me a it was rough. I mean so my grandmother thirteen dollars an hour, you getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think I was making you making eighty k a year, girl. I was making about twenty seven, twenty eight dollars an hour, and yeah, getting working overtime, yep. and mm-hmm. had the Cadillac, and yeah. I always, you know, and they were like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm out of here." And then how did you, how did you see past that and and move forward? Like, what gave you the the faith? Just it's it's just, just going, I guess. Yeah, and it's always just. I, I always tell people like, and it, and it actually, I'm gonna get a little vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It actually used to bother me, and I used to have uh, survivor's remorse. You guys familiar? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I used yes. to suffer because I I was just born kind of like confident, mm-hmm. so I never really had any issues where I didn't believe in myself yeah. or I had self doubt or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I honestly, don't know what it feels like to be doubtful. Mm-hmm. Right. I know what it feels like to feel like I had my way. Like, I'm going to work at the post office. I'm going to do this. And I'm kind of, yeah. But I never, like, once I do something, I don't doubt myself that I can be good at it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel like, I just feel like I can do anything that I set my mind to. I've mm-hmm. all, But I've always felt like that. And it's, and it's not, like, in a cliche way. Like, I've mm-hmm. just always felt like that. And I realized um, that that is a gift and I don't take it for granted. I, I, it's something that I give gratitude for each day. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I, I suffer from not being able to kind of teach it to people. Mm-hmm. Because I look at so many people and I'm like, God, if you just, if you could just see your own light, right. mm-hmm. you know? Right. So. 
That's the tough one. Yeah. You know, they sound the the opposite side of fear is total bliss. Mm-hmm. You know, we just we we get taught to be fearful. We do. Um, you know, get a job, mm-hmm. work forty hours for forty years. Because mm-hmm. the baby get, boomers kind of had it made in, with that format. When you right. think about it, like yeah. they could get that job at the plant, work those years, mm-hmm. had a pension, had great insurance. The cost of living was way less. Yeah. True. You know, so then they passed on that program into us mm-hmm. in a world that does not exist. This yeah. world is not like the world no. we grew up in. Especially now with these gas prices. Yes. No, right? hell no. Yeah. So we can't use that formula anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 40 hours for uh, 40 hours for 40 years to, yeah. to retire off 40% of what you was making. Man. That wasn't enough in the first place. Man. That shit yeah. is crazy. That's right. I, I watch people work so many years and I'm like, damn, why won't you ever retire? You at the age of retirement, but you won't ever retire. So why would I want to work all them years just so I can have to keep working, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, they they you know, and that goes back to uh, and it's not and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those those people who's like. Yo, you you not a boss if you if you don't got your own bit. I don't think like that. Mm-hmm. I think that a boss is somebody who is flourishing in whatever it is that they're doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you are the best version of yourself, to me, you a boss. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But to your point, when I was working at the post office, I would see so many people, like you said, like right. way past the age of retirement. Mm-hmm. And then you know we walked. And so I was a mail carrier. So, you know, they're broken down and things of that nature. And I'm like, but but it goes back to the economic uh, ignorance that we have mm-hmm. at, in a black community because we making good money. It's no reason why you should have to work past the retirement age. And, the, and the, that reason is because you didn't do the right thing but those finances. Mm-hmm. Right. So regardless if you are entre- – because it's entrepreneurs that blow their money too. Exactly. Right. So regardless if you're an entrepreneur <laughs> or work at work post, whatever you do, you should be a good steward over your finances. Because one thing that I learned, and this is not my own quote, mm-hmm. but – one like so if you whatever skill you learn mm-hmm. you're a master of that skill but if you learn economics you're a master of everything mm. right and that's what made me want to get into venture capitalism because it's like yo i might not know a studio i might not know podcasts mm-hmm. or whatever but if i have the money to now i'm in this industry right yeah. without even having to have that skill so economics makes you kind of a master of all things so mm-hmm. right and you and 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 you should be everybody's a business owner really gotcha. right. because we are business owners and we are uh, owners of our CEOs of our finances. Mm-hmm. Right. So you send them to work, you, you run them, you manage them. That's entrepreneurship over your finances. And that's the way I've always looked at it. Mm-hmm. Black people stop living beyond your means, not just black people, all people, all people yeah. stop living beyond your means. You know what I mean? You don't have to go out. Even if you even if you have a job and you you living okay and you get a raise, you don't automatically have to go get a new car just because mm-hmm. you start making a few more dollars. Save a, a nice percent of your money. If you can find a way to save most of your money and live off maybe 30 or 40% of your money, mm-hmm. you, you'll, you'll be killing it and you won't have to work for 40, 50 years, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we got to learn the difference between assets and liabilities. Come on now. We got, we got to learn it and we got to start at a young age. I didn't, I didn't get taught, um, taught to stuff to almost what, 30. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, started be- yeah, about same age for me. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't even know I started listening to, um, different audio books, mm-hmm. um, 
Think and get uh, Think and grow uh, Think and grow rich um, Rich dad poor dad Rich dad poor dad mm -hmm. uh, Millionaire next door Millionaire I got it all on my phone Millionaire <laughs> next door All of oh, you guys yeah. Got these books huh Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right in the phone Right in my audio library I, I have Celestine Prophecy <laughs> <laughs> what you doing with that? That's some um, what's that? Some spiritual? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that one too. Yeah. So, but no, that was that was, Yeah, he's completely right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, being a business owner, a black business owner, mm -hmm. black woman business owner, tell us about some of maybe the obstacles that you may have to deal with. Like, do you do you promote your business as a black business? Because some people are like, it's on the door, black owned business. But some people, it's like. You might not know. No, it's not necessarily promoted in mm -hmm. that way, but you know. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, because you see the face of the business. You see, mm -hmm. you know, I more so have a brand. My brand is April Sales Cars. Okay. Okay. And um, I promote the brand because, mm -hmm. again, I really believe that you are the selling point. Right. So the the building is the building, mm -hmm. but what, what fills the building to me is what really creates the good good business mm -hmm. so um but there are a lot of obstacles especially when you're dealing with the public mm -hmm. yeah because when they come in and they see a woman and i've had plenty of people be like i want to speak to your boss and i'm like mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> or yeah. you know they rather deal with my partner because he's a guy yeah you know or you know they may feel incompetent but i don't get it a lot because again i, I assert i'm kind of assert myself a certain yeah. way as a person mm -hmm. so i don't i don't really have that problem a lot but it comes right yeah funny story uh i was closing up the dealership mm -hmm. and i was in the my i had parked my car the maserati i had parked it and uh this guy walks in and he's like uh, i'm here to see how much that car is out there is it for sale and i was like uh no it's not for sale it's mine he was like <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did that to you. He was. I was like, "What's so funny?" So he was like, "No." He was like, "Oh, you're serious?" Huh? Oh my god! Yeah. Now, now, now that kind of thing happens to me all the time. Yes, I'm yeah. sure. That's crazy. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I guess people are used to seeing um, people not having much, so they just assume that everybody don't have much. Touché. So I guess you know, but one percent of what they said, one percent of the the people owns everything in the world. So ninety nine percent of the other people are all the same. Mm -hmm. So I guess they have a reason to feel like that. But nah, it's, it, if you if you got it, and you got it in your, if you got the right mindset, mm -hmm. is you 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 can achieve wealth. You know what I mean? Or mm -hmm. you know riches, wealth, whatever. You know you can achieve it. Yeah. Okay. So. um Again, as far as like being like a black business owner, do you get anybody that comes in the door just expecting and you can just like kind of tell they're kind of like expecting the worst or just like having a, a poor attitude about the business or anything like that? Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. Because I do feel like we tend to have a lower perception mm -hmm. of our businesses and in some industries, it can be kind of earned because yeah. you can go and you have right. an awful experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit up here and lie and say I've never had an awful experience. I've had awful experiences where I was just like pissed. Like, right. But we have them everywhere. You know, we do. You yeah. know, and and, yes. and people, they, they'll go to other businesses and they're not, they're not saying, oh, that's a white owned business. I'll never mm -hmm. shop white again. Right, exactly. Right. Because they had a bad experience at a white right. owned business, you know? Yes. So bad business is bad business, no yeah. matter if they're white or black. Mm -hmm. But definitely I've had um, to overcome that. And I, and, 
I actually make that a part of like my commercials and when mm-hmm. I'm talking, I just, you know, say that my goal is to end the stigma and stereotype of mm-hmm. black business. Right. That is good. Yeah. So I worked for a black business. I worked for a few black businesses, honestly. And um um this one in particular, the owner, she was she was dope. Uh Capricorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say that. I, I do I do admire, admire Capricorn women a lot. I feel like they're very driven. And Aries women, too. I feel like both are, like, extremely driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she owned a franchise, a very popular um, supplemental education franchise. I was her administrative assistant, and she was very, like, on top of me about professionalism. Yes. Yeah. She's like, this is the we, – we have three – franchises they're black owned like we need to make sure people know that we're not being ghetto like yeah. you know that we're following all the rules like yep. we're supposed to and she like really instilled that in me yeah. you know just professionalism period from the way I dress spoke everything like she was like a, a good like big sister figure in that mm-hmm. and then what happened was they ended up selling two of the franchises yeah. um, just because things got really complicated because they got kind of involved with like the government and some government programs and funding and it just became so complex and even though like we did it and a ton of money was made it was just like it was so much right. yeah. so I think it was just like they were kind of over Sorry. it and so another black family bought the business black That's good. people came in and they were the total opposite they yeah. literally embraced everything about what being like a ghetto, like bad business was about. Like the, if something wasn't done right, they'd be like, oh, we the black business. We can get away with it. People are not going to expect. They would say be, that? They would actually say that like. Wow. And I'll just be like, I would, I would feel so like ashamed because I, I just know the hard work that the other people put into getting it at a certain level. You know, and exceeding everybody's expectations for yeah. this type of business. Wow. And then they just kind of came in and just kind of like destroyed it. And then they ended up losing it. So it was just like. And we we, we got to yeah. d- demand better service because yeah. a, a reason like some of these people try this shit is mm-hmm. because they feel like they can do that to us and, and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, another part of it, I think that a lot of um, these businesses, they hire just anybody you see that's what I mean? true because they want to just pay the lowest wage uh, you know true. i know you got to have a you know a budget but they want to pay the lowest wage and they mm-hmm. just hire anybody mm-hmm. so you go yeah. get what you pay for you know? yeah mm-hmm. you, just like if you're on the streets and you hire a crackhead to fix your car and and you know you're, <laughs> you're gonna get what you yeah you get what you pay for your tire's not right you know what i'm saying right. so we we got to be mindful of that we can't just we got to put we can't just say, oh, oh, here's ten dollars an hour. You know, what I mean, we we gotta sometimes invest a little bit more in the people. That's true. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to get a quality people. That's true. You know, so. And also, just the customer service piece. Like, mm-hmm. I know that some businesses, black, white, they cater to who they feel like is important and yeah. who's who. Right. And the 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 key to having a great sustainable business is anybody that walks through the door, treat them like royalty. Right. Treat everybody the same, no matter their status, no matter whoever. Right. If they're who's who, if they're not, you know, they, treat you them the same. You never know what a person has. You really yeah. don't. If a person looks a certain way, right. you don't know. You never know. They could have just came from work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They could have, you know, you just don't know. And me being a bartender, mm-hmm. you know, I, I see all kinds of people. And in the position I'm in now, I don't really have to worry about it because I don't work with customers. I'm a service bartender. But um, when I used to work with customers... Um, I would see like the other bartenders would avoid, especially women, mm-hmm. like women get it bad in bars Oh, really? where people don't want to wait on them because they feel like women are poor tippers. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So everybody will kind of be like, oh, you can take them. You know what I'm saying? Because they wanted to wait for guys to come. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Because they felt like guys would tip more. But I've had women be amazing tippers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guys in the big white tees. People would not want to wait on them. They just see this little hood looking. Right. Got biggest tip ever from a guy like that. You know what I'm saying? If you just treat people good. Yeah, just treat everybody good. And But again, you just don't know what a person has. That's true. You know, and so to make those kind of judgments is kind of crazy, but it also kind of works because some people will be making a whole lot of fucking money. (laughs) So, and I mean, and and people don't, those type of people, even if a person not on that level, you treat them good because those are the type of people who spend their money anyway. They spend the most money. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, people who don't um, know about, don't budget well. Mm-hmm. Those your primary customers. That's where you go get all the cash from. You know, <laughs> shit. You definitely want to treat them good because you want to make them feel good about spending it, or anybody just feel good about spending their money. You know, you That's want right. people to leave with that that good experience. Like That's you know, true. and then you got a loyal motherfucking customer for life. You yeah, know? yeah. That's so, true. Yeah, even even in the bar. Do you have a certain mantra or something that you like live by? I do. Um, lessons. Mm-hmm. Just, and I know it sounds cliche, but I don't really believe that you can fail mm-hmm. if right. you tr- if you tried at something. Oh yeah. What do you think is the like the most important quality to have, like in in a person? What what what, what would you think? What would you say are like the top three qualities in a human? Like I would say confidence. That's number one. That's what? definitely like number one. Discipline. Structure. Yeah. Those are all mine. Um, and then what would be the third? Confidence, discipline, and faith. Faith. To me, faith. I like that. Yeah. Juan? Well, I like good energy. You know, you know how I am about energy. He liked that energy. I yeah, am, I, don't, I love good energy. Uh-huh. Same. I like honesty. Um, honesty. I like honest mm-hmm. people. You know what I mean? I like loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and I, I don't. Don't you guys think that answer can fluctuate depending on what you're asking, like the sure. context? Right. Because right. definitely. You know, in business. Faith, discipline, and uh, confidence. Yes. In relationships, honesty, yeah. loyalty, right. you know, compromise. So I, I feel like depending on in what arena you're asking, but in business, definitely right. confidence. I think I looked at, look at any relationship I had as far as even if I was doing any type of business, mm-hmm. I always – it always was like a relationship because I never really cared – about the money per se, because I felt like if everybody did what they supposed to do and we had good energy, the money would just come. come. Yeah, Facts. So, yeah. So, um, when it, when when different things don't go right, you know, I, I kind of take it like heartbreaking, personal a little bit. As far as if if somebody's not honest, you know, not failing because you know we all fail. Mm-hmm. You know, just a stepping stone. You fail and you know you learn and you keep going, but. um just somebody betraying you in business. You mm. know? Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I've experienced yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, so it's very rough. Yeah, I take I, I take it personal. It's almost like a a, a real live breakup. It is. It I hurts. Was say yeah. it sounds like it would probably be like a breakup. It hurts bad. Right. Mm. So it does. Yeah. So that's been my thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would you guys say is like the root of all evil? I know everybody say like money and greed nah. is the root of all evil. What would you guys say? Attachments. Ooh. And the reason I say attachments is attachments is the only thing to make you unhappy. Because 
if you, if you weren't attached to material things or people, mm. what would you be, ever be sad about? Because the only thing you are upset about or hurtful about is something that happened in the past mm. or something you fear might happen might in the happen. future. That's true. And, or what you got and you might lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you don't care about losing, you know, losing somebody. Because, I mean, you're going to lose everything on this earth. Nothing. <laughs> nothing stays yeah, the You're going to lose everything. Keep nothing. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna even keep the old yeah. your body your yeah. avatar. You ain't, you ain't gonna keep this body. You gonna yeah. lose everything in life. Yeah. So why be attached? Mm. That's pure presence. Yeah. You got to talking about the present moment. Right. Yeah. I would have to agree. Attachment. I would have to agree. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I, I would have to right. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say fear. Okay. Yeah. Because I think the fear is the root of the attachment. Right. Well. Yeah. But fear, but you can love and be attached too. That's true. And then when something happens to something you love, mm-hmm. now you in a state of um, uncertainty. Uncertainty. But I don't think that you can take that away. What you like mean? you know what I mean? If you if somebody that you love gets taken from you, you're going to still be hurt. Well, no you, matter what. I mean, you you got to appreciate and have gratitude mm-hmm. for the times that you share. You know, the experience like right now, this experience we have having right now, this moment we us talking, this we, we got to appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it could be gone like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you cannot die. See, I see a lot of people when somebody pass away mm-hmm. and OK, you know, everybody grieves, you know, mm-hmm. everybody mourns. Yeah. But some people will actually lose themselves. And mm-hmm. it's almost like they die with that person. Mm-hmm. But when that person is gone. They don't want you to be in this present life worried about and sad about them. If 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 they even know or, or if they can feel or even know that you're going through this, they would never want you to be like that. Right. But I've seen people drink themselves to death, mm. use drugs, you know, just lose their minds. And you're still here. Mm-hmm. We know you love that person, but it's somebody else that, yes. you, that, that needs your love, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so, no, that's real. Yeah, that's real. So something I always appreciate about Aries is you guys' ability to keep going through no matter what. That is, like, amazing to me because I I do think that Aries and Leos are a lot alike as far as, like, being fire signs. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest difference between the two of us is that I feel like a Leo, we have to lick our wounds. We're going to have to take that moment to just be like, okay. (laughs) All right. But Aries, y'all will have the knives in y'all backs and y'all are just going to be like... Nope. Yeah, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going through. Like it's, I, I actually um, definitely have always been like that up yeah. until my recent mm. years okay. because that's not always that's a good, good thing. I'm, I'm it's happy not, for that. It's, for you. it's not yeah. always. Uh, it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, and when you're doing that, and when you're just plowing through and plowing through and yes. plowing through. You're not taking time to really process and fully heal and move on from mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is that you're experiencing. So on the outside looking in, you see all of this resilience and you see all of this tenacity. But really, it's it's an I mean, Aries can be machines. Yes. Right. So, I mean, I'm just going and going yeah. and going and I'm not really processing what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then one day. Yep. And it happened to me recently. Yes. So I always tell people the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm, and how so was that? Because I was able to 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 have time, mm-hmm. right. you know, to sit with myself mm-hmm. and to feel 
Right. Because, you know, and another side of being successful is you're always you're always busy. You're always busy. moving. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're always thinking. My mind never shuts off. Right. And so I had to process a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, me, you and I have had conversations. Man. You know. Have uh, you ever looked back at our text thread at the conversations we had? It's deep. It's like what? Ain't it, the name it, of the yeah, it, it is that deep. It is that deep. <laughs> it is, and uh, yeah. and and it's weird because I don't typically talk to people I know. like right. that. Right. But her and I, we were just in. But I was in that. I was in that phase of my life where I was taking a lot of inventory. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was and I, I I was able to. I mean, shit, we had a lot of time. So I was able to really like go back into my childhood and everything and kind of just mend some of those things. And mm-hmm. I heard Eric Thomas say something one time. Um, he said, yeah, you can make a million dollars, but can you love your wife? Can you forgive your mother? Right. Can, mm-hmm. you, can you forgive your father? Yep. Can you heal from that trauma? Right. Right. And to me, uh, that's when I became rich. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. When, I, when I'm able to be at peace with myself and I'm able to... Uh, be vulnerable because vulnerability was a big, big issue for me. Yeah. Um, because and this is even vulnerable, you know, yeah. just talking about yeah. this. Right. But be, being vulnerable is a big thing for me because I had this wall up where it was like, yo, um, I gotta, it's just me against the world, you know, that type of thing. And I, I end up having like a rough couple of years where I had those deaths. I'm talking right. about mother, grandmother, right. you know, people that raised me, and I'm back to back, mm-hmm. and right. uh, you know, separation in my relationship. So it was just a lot of things, and it and it and it, and it set me down, and I had time to, you know. But I was able to solidify my resilience in that, in those moments. I'm yeah. like, damn, I really, I'm not, uh, I am resilient. Mm-hmm. But now I'm doing it from a holistic standpoint. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you are married. Yes. And how does marriage help your situation? How how has that been a, a help for you? Oh man, grounds me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, we're talking about investments and economics. Mm-hmm. I believe your partner and who you choose to spend the rest of your life with is the most important investment you'll ever make. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think, and Kathy knows this, mm-hmm. you know, I think that a lot of times people make uh, decisions about marriage and relationships based on how they feel, which you should. Mm-hmm. But also, you're not looking at it like, this is the person that, if something happened to me right now, can they take the ball and run with it? It's mm-hmm. a business, yeah. Yeah. can You know, I was talking with a friend earlier, and, you know, they've been dating somebody for a while. I'm like, what's their credit score? You guys mm-hmm. been dating for like mm-hmm. a year, right? Uh, six months, seven months, what's, what's the credit? Yeah. We don't know. You know, we, right. it's like we've been taught to romanticize uh, love so much to where mm-hmm. we're ignoring, like, yo, you're going to be building a life with this person. Right. So aside from that, um, it's really grounded me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm like, we're balanced each other because I'm like, go, 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 mm-hmm. go. And she is uh, very grounding. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it helps in it. it that helps. Virgo, that earth sign. Yeah. She's going to keep you down to earth and keep you... Yeah. 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 That's dope. Yeah. So, it, I mean, I, I attribute a lot of my success to my relationship, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have a, um, a a good partner. You have you know, to. Like, because if you, you, how can you do anything else if, if you having frustrations and negative energy at home, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Because I know a lot of people who are in business, and I know I said this before, they 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 got different businesses going on, but they always arguing. Yes, and at home arguing, and when you when when you trying to get something done, and you having a conversation with, right? Them, you know, they got to hang up the phone because it's just a lot of just a lot of bickering going on. Yeah, and 
I don't I don't suggest that to nobody. I mean, it's, it's especially at a certain age. I mean, it's it's not even good as for young young adults. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we we got taught looking at this shit on TV and yeah. all that bullshit mm-hmm. that being crazy and feisty yeah. and being tough, toxic, toxic. All this yeah. shit is cool. This shit is terrible. Yeah. It's terrible, and it ain't gonna lead to nothing um, outside of you know sexually, right? You know. Yeah, the, the toxic shit is fun if you just fucking. Right. Right, but if, if you're trying to build something, like you said, nobody even asks a person what their credit score is. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's crazy to me how people act about finances. I made a post on Instagram once that was like, by date three, we should know, you know, credit score. It, it said a, a few things like that. And people were like, oh, my God, that's too much. Like, right, right. But people and will literally people are, sleep together on the first date. Yeah, and these people are in their and 40s. And okay. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, people... people Get engaged, yeah, without knowing these things, right? Like I didn't know you had this debt. I didn't know you owed this. I didn't know yes. you had a four hundred credit score. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. No. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying like figure that out in the beginning so you guys can build up together. Yeah. Because Absolutely. like he said, we're we're actually building. I mean, we should be, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, we've talked about this on the other podcast. Yeah. Everybody dates for different reasons, right? You know, I'm big on legacy, and I'm and I'm I'm big on uh just advancing and being the best version of myself. So my partner has to j- join me on that journey mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. Why? Yeah. No, I've, I've known um, <laughs> like o- over the years, just funny. Um, it's over the years, it's been women that I was, weren't even like in relationships with, but maybe I was sleeping with them mm-hmm. on a, on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And even then I was asking like about the credit score, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shit like that, just because, uh, like, you know, they, they might, you know, sometimes a motherfucker might ask you to buy them something, right? Mm-hmm. Or they want to go on a date or go here or go f- uh, go fly out somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, I can't even see myself flying nobody with a 400 credit score. <laughs> like, no, you know, and that's not even to be funny. I'm just saying, like, to why not take that money Hello? and let's build up your credit I'm score. I'm the same way. Because yes. I, I don't want nobody to feel like they, I'm, they need me to be there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I want you to be, if I'm there or I ain't there, I want you to be able to take something from me and be able to use it for the future and, and, and move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't don't depend on me. You know what I mean? Just have something for yourself. Yeah. That is true, you know? ladies. If yeah. you are listening, yeah. I know that a lot of women have problems with submission and they hear this word and they go crazy in there. Oh, I don't. That is true leadership, mm-hmm. though. You know, is it's like you said, leaders make leaders. That's right. He's speaking of what it's like to be with a true leader, right. to be with somebody who's actually leading you down a certain path. Exactly. And um, I think that uh, that has been tainted as well. Yes. You know what I mean? But what he's saying is like, I mean, come on. Yeah. But but you, you have some women who's like, girl, that, girl that nigga tried to, I asked him for a, a bag and he tried to. I, I had one girl ask me what was my credit score like ugh. <laughs> like yeah to get, get upset man and this and, and and that's one of those things when you when you ask in the beginning like oh you know I like you too much because even though I wasn't even engaging on the relationship aspect of it I just like to if, if I'm around a person mm-hmm. a lot you know what I mean I don't want to be um ha- have some information or something like that and have people around me just and I and I can see that they're not doing Mm-hmm. You know, we know because I listen to people and I and I see what what goes on and I hear complaints and and I see them doing a certain thing. I can't be around nobody and just not 
try to help them in some type of way. You know what I mean? If, if I'm if, if I'm in position to help, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is, I might not want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So so what they what they'll go out and they'll date these other men, but then these other men won't treat them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. w- the way that I still I'm still treating them better, even though these other guys want to actually date them. Mm, so be, now, so now they got to cut me that's off. That's your standard, yeah. Because you're operating at your standard, right? Right? Yeah. Right. So they had to, you know, back then they they would have to like kind of uh, fade away from me because I, I was, you know, you just too nice or too good or you know some bullshit. I get that. It, it make no sense. I get that. No. So, did you ever date somebody that you thought was too good for you? Nah. Never? No. Nah. You never messed my with I was like, a dang, fan. I need to level up. No, not like financially. Yeah. Like I I've I've liked someone like like was like head over heels for mm-hmm. uh, for a couple women um back in the day. Mm-hmm. Fact is it was just one Aries back when I was like twenty twenty three. Twenty three. Oh man, I was I was crazy about I loved her ass. <laughs> but um it just didn't it just didn't work out. You yeah. know? I, I remember I, I went to her place and man, it was just everything about her was just was just awesome and shit. But it just didn't work out because um, at the time she then between relationships. Uh, you know what I'm yeah, so one of those. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so so me, I'm like super conscientious about spending. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I'm like literally a person who behaves as if they're poor. Okay. Like, I've always kind of been like that. And for me, spending certain amounts of money have to make complete and utter sense. So, okay. like, dealing with, like, wanting something like a Louis bag, right? Okay. So, you know, these bags are, what, two, $3,000? I'm like, oh, I could get that bag, but it's just a purse. Right. Yeah. Why do I need to spend that much money on a purse? Right, right. Yeah. So then I used to be like, before I got my house, like, okay, once I buy a house, I'll feel better about having it. Because I don't feel... I don't feel right about having a $3,000 bag if I don't own a house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just doesn't seem like it makes sense to me. Then I got the house, and then it's just like, well, the house still needs stuff done, so I can't get a $3,000 purse if I still got to do this on the house. Yeah. But now I'm more open to somebody buying it for me because I wouldn't even let somebody buy it for me. I'd be like, no, you can just give me that money. Right. I can spend that on something. No, don't go buy that purse now. You take that back. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> give me the receipt. I'm gonna take that back. Right now, I'm okay if they do it. Right. Yeah, it took me a long time to get there because I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's so wasteful!" Like, why would you, you know? Yeah, but before I got into um, the whole designer phase, yeah, like um, women would try to, you know, like buy me uh, mm-hmm. a designer belts and hat. And I'm like, no, you don't gotta give me that. Don't don't give me that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even want you to spend your money on that. Like, yeah. But uh, like you said, now. If somebody buys me something, yeah, you know what? Hell yeah, you know I, I've I've done a lot for people over the years. Yeah, I will take yeah, that. I take that. Yeah, right. Let me get that. You know, but yeah, but what you, your thing? You did it smart though, because that purse versus you know the house. Mm-hmm. The house is the asset yeah. for the most part because it it yeah. appreciates in value. You know, what right? I mean? Especially that, now, right? Yeah. yeah. The market. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> but then I'm like, I'm the type like I would go buy my mom that purse. Okay. Like, uh, no problem. So that's something else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm like, right. We ain't gonna make this about that. But yeah. That's something else. <laughs> that's right. Something okay. else, right? Okay. Got it. So we can identify that. Yeah. As something else. Yeah. yeah. I knew somebody like that. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. as long as you're doing it, if you're doing it for the for love, yeah. like to to make somebody feel good, that's a, that's a good quality. Yeah, and I feel like she like really values it. Like 
Right. She, she want one so bad. So I'm like, oh, I got to get her this bag for her birthday. Aww. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. she, she's always talking about this purse. So all it's the like time. Right. body. And I want to make sure I had a wallet too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got the material thing. I got the material thing on this. My brother, yeah. my dad, yeah. my brother. My, my mom was not materialistic. Right. But my brother and my dad for made up for what my mom wasn't. Yeah. Right. And when I was a kid, I remember I was in the fifth, fourth mm-hmm. grade. And they bought me a pair of guest jeans, mm-hmm. and they had the peace symbols all over them. Mm-hmm. And I had a pair of uh, uh, high top Air, F- Air Force ones, yeah. white with the purple swoosh. Yes. And I had a guest shirt on, and my uh, Lashkey teacher was like, what? "You got on guest, right?" <laughs> and Air Force, like, how do you know about that? Right. So, right. I've always kind of just been into, right. but it's not. I'm not a. Me and my wife debate about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a flashy person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess because... She don't consider herself a flashy... <laughs> we, yeah, 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 we had we this debate. <laughs> <laughs> we had this debate on the yeah, other show. Right. I personally don't consider myself flashy right. because I don't flash... Right. The thing, right, yeah. right, right. But I like nice things, and mm-hmm. I always use the example. If the whole world went blind, I would still right shop right. the same, drive the same. Yeah, you know, I would still be me. So mm-hmm. it's oh, not, yeah. it's not like for other people. I had a lot of flashy shit at a young age, but I didn't care about it. Right. So this is this is what happened to me. So I was always like kind of nerdy. I would I would describe myself as a nerd in a cool kid's body. Okay. Like. Who I was and who people perceived me to be was always very different. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so through elementary and middle school, it was okay for me to be this person. But when it was time to go to high school, like my family was literally like, okay, like you can't like dress like that and just because you're going to Redford and you need, you know, right. you need to be sweet. Y'all was sweet Like my auntie You know my brother You know he was telling me What to You need your bowl Because I had a job Since I was like 14 So I had the money So you need to buy your bowl Guess And then my auntie You know she's only like 10 years older than me And so she had All the fly shit Because she You know She was that girl So she We were like the same size So she would give me Like all her hand-me-downs So she would wear Some shit once And then she would Just give me a bag And it would just be Full of fresh-ass clothes Oh yeah So on top of me Buying my fresh-ass shit And then Her giving me stuff Like I just had stuff But I never cared You didn't care about it It never mattered to me It was just like But it was almost too a losing of my identity because what they kind of told me was like I can't be me and be okay. Yeah, and that's a subconscious yeah. lesson yeah. too that's being taught to the kids, especially now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's worse than when we was kids. I mean, they 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 teaching these kids that you got to have designer this and designer that. Right. You know, what I'm saying at 12, 13 yeah. years old, we talking yeah. about that thousand dollar designer. Oh yeah. no, you know I mean, and and, yeah. and I don't buy that for my daughter, like yeah. right. like Burberry. Shoes and right. and all of that stuff. I don't believe yeah. in getting all that stuff for a kid. Right. Hey, they're gonna grow out of it. Right, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not like my kid gotta have this mm-hmm. on and I gotta have this on. They want them Spider Man shoes. Yeah, right, right. like want them Barbie sparkly. I want shoes. the ones that do those Burberry light up. <laughs> exactly. <mom. laughs> right. Yeah, man. Like, you know? these shoes hurt my feet. They European. <laughs> I don't wear no thirty four. Exactly. <laughs> I get a I get a lot of compliments on, on how I dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and same way, I, it's not, it's not that boots. It, it's <laughs> not that I'm being flashy though. You know, it, it's like I don't. Even, I be I realize I got this stuff on, but then as I don't realize I be having stuff on. 
But then sometimes I do walk by a mirror and say, "Oh damn, that's why they looking at me like that." <laughs> no, no, I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. damn, like what's what is everybody's yeah. problem? Because like, to you, you just chilling, you just doing. Yeah, right. I got it. Because you can't, you can't see yourself. You looking mm-hmm. out this way, you can't see what you what yourself look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, back in the day, um, back when I, I had a little boat, and, and um, I, f- uh, I forgot what car I had back then, but, uh. We, we used to hang out, man, and all my boys used to. I never like would holler at the girls talking about none of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But my my boys would be, hey, hey what, what y'all doing tonight? Uh, are we <laughs> are we going we going down to the boat? And yeah. they'd be like, you know, when you say boat, mm-hmm. you know, especially well, I, I'm pretty sure it still happened today. But when you say boat, mm-hmm. it's like all the women, oh, we coming, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, are we going back to the to, to the crib and? And, but every they talking about this stuff, and I don't even use this stuff to get the right. girl. You're like, you know, what I mean, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. Because, but I, but I never thought of it like that. Yeah. You know, so same. It, yeah. And that's probably why it comes to you because you don't lower it. Right. Right. Because right. the way I always tell people, like, especially when people try to like, oh, April, you dry this, you wear this. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know what? My richness really does lie in my peace and my well-being and my health. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you think about it, no matter how much money you got, no matter what you drive, what you're wearing, if right now you lost fu- you lost function of your legs mm-hmm. or your arms, you'll give anything just to just to be able to walk again. So I feel right. like uh, those are the things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and to me, I've always just kept. At the forefront of my mind, like, okay, this is my true wealth. Mm. This is where my true richness lies. Is yeah. with is within you know me being healthy and be, mm-hmm. and being able to be functional and things yeah. of that nature, and to have my mind because, like he was speaking about earlier, I seen people lose their mind. Right. Yeah, me too. So not to have your so yeah. not to have your peace of mind, yeah. you know. And I and I think those are the things that you know I cherish more and the material things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It just yeah. is what it is, and I, but I feel like people that feel like that are you know people that pretty much you know are prone to have those things because yeah. you don't place yeah. them above right what's important. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And, and, once, and once you know, once your mindset get there, you just it just comes it just start coming naturally because you know, that's your mindset. Yeah, I think Steve Harvey said it on um, we were speaking on, on one of his shows. He said um, when you go on the plane, go to first class one time. Mm-hmm. You know, and when they you know serve you the drinks and 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 you know you get in the big seat, the big comfortable seat, and the first seat on and off the plane, you know what I'm saying. Even if you have to go back to coach, you're going to start thinking of ways to be able to figure out how to get back in that first class. Mm-hmm. You know, so once you once you get that mindset, you know, you just you know it it, it it's it it never stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first time I brought um, some really expensive shoes, mm-hmm. and I was I said over and debated about these damn shoes. Like, <laughs> man, like should I get these ones? And I put them on, and I felt so goddamn good when I put these shoes yeah. on. <laughs> and and what happened was, I started buying them because ever since I brought the first pair, I've been able to afford all the other mm-hmm. pairs. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, 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 ever since then, every natural stuff naturally comes to me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny he said that because I was going to say, so when a lot of people ask me about success, like, is it discipline? Is it? Mm-hmm. It's, and I, I really hate that this word is really overly saturated, but I have to say it is really like manifesting. I was about to say. Right. I, the M word. It, it is, but, <laughs> but it, it really is, mm-hmm. um, it really is about 
believing mm-hmm. and that's that faith piece that faith piece that I was speaking on earlier. And when uh, I would say more than anything, what has attributed to, cause I'll speak something out like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Or like, even when I was younger, I always knew that I would be rich. Mm-hmm. Like I just knew it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will always say like, you know, here's, a, here's, here's uh, something that I want to highlight. So when I was younger, my mama had peace every time. No, so when I was younger, the <laughs> the more the the most uh, successful person that I ever seen because I grew up in a poor mm-hmm. household and a lot of my family, you know, mm-hmm. or didn't have much. I didn't come from like none of my family worked at GM or Ford, yeah, so right, I didn't have right. that sort of you know what I mean reference yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the most successful person that I seen with the most money worked where? Where do you guys think the plant? The post office. Oh, okay, oh. yeah. Right? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, Subconsciously. Yeah. So when I was younger, I remember my brother's girlfriend got a job at the post office. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is no slight to the post office by no means. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what do you, what do you, like, she was wearing, started wearing Koji, uh, Air, uh, Air yeah. Max. Right. And I'm like, she got a new car, a house. I'm like, she's rich. You know what I mean? Young. Right. And I'm like, what do you do? She's like, I work at the post office. Right. And that was my reference point for success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I want to work at the post office. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Right. And so I'm saying that to say it's important to show people, mm-hmm. uh, and which is why I came on, it's important to show people and expose success and expose different things. Like, when, when the last time you heard somebody... When last time you see somebody rich and be like, "What are you doing?" I'm a screenwriter. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm the, we don't see these things. No. They exist. Right. We don't see them, so we're capped at kind of what we believe we can yes. become. Exactly. Yes. So it's so important, you know, for kids especially to see people in different arenas su- succeeding because mm-hmm. that becomes a ceiling. Then, that's right. right. Even if that's not where they want to go, that becomes a ceiling in yeah. their conversations. Like, oh, I know I can be this because right. I just saw April over there. Exactly. She was talking about investing and. Owning dealerships and doing this and that, right. I can do that, or or I can do this over here, you know. So that was my reference point for success at that time, and that's exactly what I did. So anyway, I'm saying all that to say, I just kind of always knew that I would kind of be where I am, yeah. but I just didn't know how. It's right. a, it's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. like I just kind of knew it. Like I heard, I heard Oprah's story, and she was saying her grandmother. She was hanging up some clothes, and her grandmother was like, "You need to learn how to uh, hang those clothes because you're gonna be doing this one day." And she just knew, even at like six years old, like I'm not gonna be doing this. Right. right. Yeah. And I kind of always looked around me and knew like my circumstances wasn't gonna be my the end of my story. Yeah. Ooh, I it's, love it. I think unless Brown says it's not that we aim too high and hit. Um, aim too high and miss. This is that we aim too low and hit. Yeah, yeah. We, if we, we, if I we, like that. Yeah, if the target, we, we, what are we aiming at? Yeah. But if we don't see, like you said, if we don't see different things, what do we, what we, what do we know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else I think about too in this conversation is the values, right? Because I said right here in this podcast studio with a young lady, um, last summer I believe, and she was. She was so down and hard on herself because she didn't really feel like she fit into the idea of today's woman. Okay. Like being able to be independent, being able to own a business, being able to do these things. Like, but what I what I really assessed from her in our conversation was like she didn't really value 
certain things. Like what she actually valued was being a mom. Yeah. Cooking. That's fine. Keeping up her home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So everybody has different values. Yes. Right. And that's something that people have to learn too because you can create a life that is based around what you do value. Exactly. That, That was a thing for me because it was like... What the world kind of shows you you need to be and, 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 you know, you know, what what's what's hot or whatever, right. you know, what the influences you see, you will kind of lose sight of your values. Right. And for me, like things are not valuable to me. It, it was it's hard for me to even get into my house, to be honest. Like I pay my mom to do, you know, all my landscaping and stuff like that because she cares about those kind of things. Like me, I just be kind of like out here. Right. Just like free spirit. In, in, in my mind and just, you know, living the best life up here. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but what I found what I found out and what I narrowed in on was that I value my freedom. That's yeah. what I value. Yeah. So that's what I had to. So I'm like, how do I get free? Yes. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's not about having things for me. It's about having experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to be able to have the most experienced, rich, free life that I can live. And then that's what I had to kind of like hone in on to give me like some focus. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's a good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Signing so, your. Because I'm the type of person like, let's just say I had that hat. Right. And I wear that hat and it's a great hat but like if my cousin came around and she just seemed like she loved that hat so much I'd just give it to her I'm like that too right. and I'd be like alright if my hair is done then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you can get it next time I see yeah. you but no I'm like that too you, yeah. I don't I, you can't you can't lower things right, right. but you yeah. said something very important it, the key part of, to, to, to achieving your own version of success because I don't believe in measuring mm-hmm. your success to mine or my success to yours or hers i believe everybody has their own like you said exactly their own but the key to finding out yours is like you said find out your why yeah you know like you found your why Mm -hmm. so once you once you find that why and i think i heard it like reference like if you're walking past a house and it's burning Mm -hmm. you read a lot you might have heard this but if you're walking if you're walking past a house and it's burning right you may not be inclined to go in and Mm-hmm. Put the fire out or try to stop the fire. If you walk past, you might call nine one one. You might not run into the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, if you run, in, if you walking past and you see a house burning and you, and your dog is in there, mm-hmm. you might think about it, but you still might not go in. Right, mm-hmm. right. If you walk past and your child is in there, you going in. Right. Going in. That is your why. Why? And that, and, that, and a lot of times that burning house is our fear or and is and is is is, is whatever our that burning house is, is our dreams. Mm-hmm. That burning house is what we want to do in this life. But we haven't found a reason strong enough to run into because the fear makes it look like it's burning. Exactly. Right. right. It makes it look like it's on fire. Mm. But you haven't found a strong enough reason to go in there and get out yeah. whatever it is. Cause right. we all have that house, whatever yes. it may be. Right. Right. 100%. You know, so pushing past that fear. What did uh, Marion Williamson say? Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we're powerful. powerful beyond. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The keel in the beep. I have a Put different relationship with fear though. <laughs> Cause people fear fear. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't fear fear. Mm-hmm. I welcome it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've said earlier I've never had any doubts, but I've had fears. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I I don't think fear is an enemy. Mm-hmm. I think fear is an ally and it's an indicator. Mm-hmm. And when you get scared, you're probably on the right path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're not scared, that means that you're you're doing things that are you're doing the same things. You're in your comfort zone. Right. Once you get scared, you I'm like shit. And it, I I, I posted on Facebook a few years ago. I'm like mm-hmm. my goal stops scaring me so i knew it was time to make me some new 
ones. Mm. Yeah, you got to get, get the universe. God gonna make you uncomfortable. Yeah, in order for you to move to the next step. Yeah. Know? So yeah, because if it was just easy, you would never. You just you stay the same. And it's gonna be some fear in that. Yeah. I heard uh, Tiger Woods. He said, uh, "I get scared before every major golf tournament." Mm. Right. And if I stop being scared, then I'm done with golf. Mm. Right. Mike Tyson threw up before his fights. Mm. Yeah. You won't notice looking at these people go out there and kill right. it. But they're scared, you know yeah. what I mean? And but the but the key is not oh you because I don't like when people teach you shouldn't be scared. The key yeah. is to push past it and and do it anyway. Mm. Embrace it, yeah. Embrace the fear and yeah. and 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 go and do do the thing anyway, despite the fear. Yeah. You know, fear is 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 you might not ever be able to get rid of it. Some can, some can't. But right. the thing is to do it anyway. I think that's what skydiving taught me. Like, yeah. Have bet. you ever skydived? Oh, no. Hell no. I mean, I, I, I want to skydive. That's one fear that I'm not. So bad. <laughs> it was dope. I've been twice. Man, yeah. I got to go. Only reason why I'm scared now is because I had a couple bouts of vertigo. Oh. And they were kind of saying, like, you might not want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you might be dizzy no, for the I'm rest good. of your life. <laughs> right? Yeah, you might not. I'm, I'm like, I'm, oh, I'm that's not that. fair. I'm good on the skydiving. You're not a roller coaster person either? No, I used to be big on roller coasters mm-hmm. until, until, until the motherfuckers started getting stuck on it. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's been wild. I, I'm not trusting the um the mechanics of it no more. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's been wild. Not yeah. since COVID. Yeah. <laughs> People didn't have too much rest or something. Yeah. It I seems like. Like nobody takes their job serious no, no more. Hell no, no. So, customer service is just dying. Yeah. Oh my, dying, yeah. Yeah, especially in the food industry. I hate yeah. going places. It seems like because I just know I'm gonna get pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like, the, like it's. Oh, I'm sorry, but it seems like they they're um actually giving us bad food nowadays. Mm, yeah, for real. I go to these different markets, like the food ain't the same. And it's I keep, not. I keep hearing about these uh, uh, possible food shortage. Shortages everywhere. Yeah, but what Target? I, it made me sad a little bit because yeah. I went down a baby aisle and there was no formula. And okay. I, it just made me sad for all the mothers out there because I see people on my stories and I'm like, I found formula today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, this That's is a so real sad. thing. Like, mothers have kids and they can't fucking feed them. Yeah, the, the women got on my ass about the, uh, when I made a comment about that food, uh, um, the formula. Shortage. You told what did you say? No, I just Uh-oh. said no. What I said was, Uh-oh. we need to find out what we need to do to get back to being able to. Did you go viral? No, nah, I ain't go viral. I, I could have sworn I seen a share post like that. Right, right. And they were ticked. Yeah, yeah they was pissed. But all I was trying to say is, because the reason it came to my mind, I had a bird's nest in my backyard. Mm. So you know, when I, I go in the yard, I watch this bird. And um, keep feeding, you know, finding the worms and keep mm-hmm. feeding feeding his little babies and they keep eating out the little nest. So it made me think of if what if we didn't have formula and we, if he was born in nature and was born in the woods and he had a baby. Mm-hmm. How would you feed the baby if it wasn't no formula? Formula is not natural. Mm. Some, some of those women, you know, couldn't produce, though. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But so then the baby I, died. Oh, OK, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, then there's that, but, but, but I, I can't see that um, the creator intentionally would make that um, happen. I know, what, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Though. Like, so is it what I was basically trying to get to the diet, the food? I, I was gonna say, yeah, the food, yeah, food. yeah. Like, like okay, we we have to get, try to get back in a natural state. And of, I think that this is just a definite push towards that. Like right. this, there's no other choice. Yeah, if you're 
pregnant right now, if you're a young woman and you want to have kids, right. it should be in your mind right now. I got to be healthy because I'm going to I probably have to breastfeed my kids. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, the world, the way it's changing, the way that it's evolving, we we do not freaking know. But anyways, yeah. it's like 10. Like, it's it's just about our time, guys. Like, I can you believe we've been talking two? for an hour and a half? This okay. Spin, spin. Good vibes. Like, yeah. yeah. Great energy. Yeah, yeah. Amazing energy. I am so thankful, April, for you coming and sharing what you share. And yes, we do have to do part two because there's still so much to unpack. Oh, yeah. And I enjoyed talking I am, to you. Yeah, I did yeah. enjoy it. I am extremely grateful for you being you and just... um. You know, I just think you're a dope person. I'm glad Aww. we crossed paths. Me I really too. Am. And I, I wanted to give you a flower. Oh, there we go. This is so that's sweet. Dope. That's dope. Thank that's you dope. so much. Thank you. Give the flower. You, know. you can still smell them. Now that's dope. Yeah, Thank yeah, you so yeah. Much, yeah. So I did want to do beautiful. that, and um, yeah, I just, I just grabbed them. Just came to me. Oh, thank you so much. I do appreciate you wow. because I know that time is one of the most valuable things right? you can give someone. And you gave us. An hour and a half of your time. I know right. you're a busy woman. So we appreciate that. I so appreciate thank you so you guys, much. Definitely, for real. For coming through. Thank you guys. But does, do you guys have any closing remarks? Well, I'll let you um I'll let you take it. I was gonna. Are you gonna give it to me? <laughs> well, are we all doing them? Yeah, sure. Okay. I just want everybody to um just be happy. You know, you don't have to go out and, and, and try to rush to be an entrepreneur or a boss or whatever. That's if right. that's if you're not really 100 percent driven to get there, because that's a, a lot of time. That's how uh, different things fail, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, you're rushing into a situation. And and that's where like some of that bad service come from, mm-hmm. because they they don't have the capital in order to be able to fund their 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 business properly. So they have to they have to take these steps and they have to rush and and, and keep going. I mean they they have to rush mm-hmm. and try to push stuff out and that's where the bad service come from. Yeah. So all I'm saying is just be happy, man. And if and, and, and when your time come, it, you'll know and and take the proper steps to to build yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna definitely piggyback off of that. Definitely be happy and know what you value. Right. You know what I'm saying? And use that. And, you know, that takes a lot of authenticity, though. And I think that we have to get back to that, too. Be authentic. Yes. Who are you? Who Who were you before people told you who you needed to be? Right. Sometimes we got to go back to our childhood and remember those dreams and remember, you know, what, what it was that kept us sane. Yeah. You know, and go back to that and, you know, find out what you value. Use that to push you forward. Touche. Mm-hmm. I would just say um, believe in yourself. And not even to be cliche, but believe in yourself. When we have a lot of things going on in our head and we're trying to sort things out, write them down. Mm. Write out your dreams. Write out your goals. uh, Hold yourself accountable. Do not shy away from accountability and discipline because those are the two things that's going to push you forward in whatever arena you're trying to get into, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, being, being the best you can at whatever it is you're doing. Hold yourself accountable, whether it's working out, whether it's whatever. And um, big words. Yeah, hold yourself accountable. And uh, for those of you who have like major dreams and stuff you're trying to do, write it down and uh, don't try to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Oh, God. Grab a solid team. Share and, the wealth uh, of work. Make it work. <laughs> Trust your team and use your imagination. Trust your imagination. That is huge. Yeah. Stop. They taught us not that, that we were silly for using our imagination. No, 
<laughs> Write it down. For real. Try it. Do it. Write it down. Take a picture. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you all for joining us. It is that deep. Peace. Thank you, guys. Peace, peace.